Well, hello and welcome to the C3 Reflect podcast. My name is Sats. It's so great to have you with us. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. A massive welcome to you. Maybe a friend has directed you over here. That's awesome. Or maybe you are a regular old school listener. We appreciate you being part of all that we're doing. And our prayer with all of this content is that it would be helpful. It would encourage you and ultimately would enable you to flourish as a human being. Isn't that God's vision for each and every one of us? And yet life is complex and uh, there's lots of nuance happening. And so in all of these messages, we're trying to dig into the thoughts of God that we could understand better how to flourish and how to succeed and fulfill our purpose in life. So let us know how we're doing. You can rate and you can review. And of course, please subscribe so that we can stay connected. Let's go to the message now. Well, hey everyone, Sats here. I hope you're doing uh, very well. Uh, Welcome to C3 Reflect today. Great to hang out. And uh, let me just say, if you are checking us out for the first time, uh, perusing on YouTube, uh, please do hit subscribe so that we can hang out, spend some time together. And of course, you can get more content uh, coming your way to encourage you, lift your spirit. So that'd be awesome. And today we are launching this brand new series, five week series, and it's called the 5 a.m. Club, and uh, I'm excited about this series as we talk about spiritual fitness, as we talk about physical fitness, and really the relationship between those two things coming together. And over the next five weeks, we're going to be perusing a whole heap of topics I think you're going to find helpful. But as well as that, we're actually uh, putting, you know, getting things actually practically into the nitty gritty, and we're kicking off this new year uh, with 5 a.m. workouts. Now, there is nothing sacred about 5 a.m. But I do believe there is something powerful about when we set our intention and we make a decision. And uh, the first thing that we do is often the direction of the rest of everything. And so as we start this new year strong uh, with an emphasis on physical fitness, at 5 a.m. from Monday to Friday, we're going to be streaming live on Instagram, workouts, so you can join us wherever you are at home, or maybe you want to meet up with a friend and do something like that instead. And at 12.30 p.m., Monday to Friday, we're going to be uh, streaming again live on Instagram, and we're going to be praying um, together. And we're also going to be sending out, if that wasn't enough, we're going to be sending you out some uh, devotional encouragements via email Monday to Friday. So if you want to be a part of that, and you want to make a decision to start this year strong, spiritually, and physically, um, then I want to encourage you to go to the website to sign up. Um, that will let us know that you're a part of it, which is kind of cool, but also uh, you'll be able to get those emails. So go to seethroughreflect.church slash 5am club and uh, you can just put your details in there and jump on board. I'd love to invite you to be a part of that. So today's message is called God Bod and I want to read you just a scripture just that is really going to uh, frame this entire series Um, as we look at the relationship between the spiritual and the physical. So this is what uh, the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 8, and he says this, For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And uh, you know, I think this is such an interesting scripture because I don't know about you, most time I've read that scripture, the emphasis is all about godliness. We go, well, there's kind of like this contrast, right? Between the, the spiritual things and the physical things. Between the bodily things and between the godly things. Bodiliness, which is actually a word, <laughs> you can look it up, and godliness. And, and we tend to pit these two things as if they are opposites. 
And this is why so, so many of us as Christians place a very high value on the spiritual things, but we don't always take care of the physical things. You know, when was the last time you heard a message talking about nutrition or talking about fitness or talking about exercise? It's funny how we often seem to leave those things aside as if they're not actually that important. But what we need to understand today is that what this scripture is actually saying is that, that it's not that godliness is the opposite of bodliness. It's not that spirituality is, is different than physicality. Actually, it's that true spirituality includes physicality. True godliness includes attention to the physical things. You know, it's just funny to me because what we love about the word godliness is it's so hard to define. It's like, what does it mean to be godly? I mean, what does it mean to be like God? I mean, it's a great thing for us because what we tend to do is we tend to define that word in a way that is most helpful or convenient for us. So we define being godly as doing all the things that we're good at, <laughs> all the spiritual disciplines that we're on point on, but we never seem to make the connection that actually the reason that godliness has such a great value, not just for the present life, but the life to come, is because it includes the transformation of the way that we actually live our lives. When we think about all spiritual disciplines, we're going to find that all spiritual disciplines have an impact in the physical. I want you to read one more scripture for you from Romans chapter 12, verse 1, which really makes this clear. And uh, this is what it says. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies. That's the word. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Right here, we see this connection between the physical, present your body to God as a living sacrifice. This is the true definition of spirituality. I've got a feeling that true spirituality is not about being a floaty, sort of mysterious person who always seems a little bit serious, a little bit off the wall. I've got a feeling that true spirituality is about being a down-to-earth person. It's about the true faith and being a true Christian and a mature Christian believer is not where we act in such a way that we are disconnected from reality, disconnected from the everyday, disconnected from our fellow man. But actually, true spirituality is when we understand that the physical things and the spiritual things are actually supposed to come together. Now, let's think for a moment, to be godly is to be like God. And in Jesus, we see this, this perfect embodiment of, of what it means to be like God. Jesus is the first fruits of, of a new like humanity 2.0. He's our role model. He's our inspiration. He's the one who, who comes before us and pioneers a way. And in Jesus, what do we see? First of all, that Jesus lives a physical life, lives a life that is so tangible. He, he eats with people. He spends time with people. He's right there in the nitty gritty of ordinary life. Jesus was a very ordinary person. He had an ordinary job, and yet somehow infused in the ordinariness, infused in the physical, was this deep spirituality. And so Jesus dies a very physical death. You know, it's interesting to me that, that Christianity is grounded so tangibly, so physically. Or what we read in the Bible, and we hear the testimonies of people who spent time with Jesus, these are things that are grounded in historical reality. The, these guys were witnesses to the fact that Jesus died. And that, that Jesus rose again, and then they went around telling everyone. The scriptures in the New Testament came after the testimony, because it was so crazy. And uh, I can't remember who it is that says, uh, says it, but I think it's a comedian somewhere. And they said, wow, if, 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 if the resurrection of Jesus was a hoax, it's a really good one. 
<laughs> because because this, is, this is phenomenal marketing. <laughs> Somehow to convince everybody that Jesus is now alive, that someone has died and been risen. But that's, that's our literal, that's where our faith is grounded. And there was a movement um, quite a while ago that still exists today called Gnosticism, which is this idea that actually we need to kind of ascend from the physical things. We need to kind of get out of the physical to become truly spiritual. It's a, it's a heresy, and it's, it's something we see in, in many different ideas. And we look at things like Buddhism, for example. There's a lot of uh, the idea of transcending the physical so we can get out of here today. But we need to understand today that being a Christian is a very different idea. Being a Christian is actually about reintegrating these two ideas of the spiritual and the physical things coming together. When sin came into the world, it created a separation. A separation between the spiritual and the physical. A separation between God and man. And so we live a life that is physical, divorced from the greater realities of spirituality. But Jesus did not come to get rid of the physical. Jesus came to reintegrate the two things together. And so Jesus, risen, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't reappear to his disciples as like a, like a floaty cloud, or like, kind of like a deep voice over here. He appears with a physical body and he spends time with them and he eats food with them. And he lets them see that the, the marks in the hands where the nails went in. He, he, he lets them see that he is truly still physical because the goal of God for you and I is that we would understand that we are to become an integrated person, a fully integrated with our spiritual life and our physical life. No more kind of we've got our church life, our spiritual life over here, and then we've got the rest of our life. Now that's, that's called being a disintegrated person, a person without integrity. And that person is not going to last or, or, or be effective in their life. What God actually wants to do is bring us together, that we actually understand that our spirituality flows into our physical life, that we become useful people. I love the uh, analogy that Jesus talks about, about being salt and light. So you're going to be like salt. I mean, salt is so ordinary. It's so like every day. It's so like normal, you almost overlook it. But when you are cooking something up, I'm telling you, salt is one of the most important ingredients that you can put into your food that adds life, adds texture, adds taste. It makes everything taste good. And yet it's so ordinary. This, I believe, is what we are called to do as Christians is to be salt in our world, to be light in our world, ordinary, yet bringing out all of the flavors and the, and the wonder and the beauty in this world as we integrate spirituality and physicality. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die just to save us so that we can go to heaven. It's like, cool, great, we're now forgiven. I mean, this is pretty good. But like, that's not it. It's not like, cool, now we can just kind of go to heaven and escape hell, all that kind of jazz. And uh, get on with it. No, no, no. When Jesus died on the cross, he died so that we could become integrated, that the spiritual and the physical things, the bodily training and the godly training would be connected together. And we would understand that godliness is actually the full expression <laughs> uh, that includes the spiritual things and the physical things. And what's so interesting for me is that you know, we as human beings are like guardians of this world. <laughs> We're like the head of creation. God has put us here. And so as man falls, as humanity falls, so creation also falls, disintegrates. And yet, if we want to see change in our world, 
If we want to see the transformation of our society, if we want to fix the injustice and poverty and suffering and, and deal with the issues of our culture and our world, which are big issues, all sorts of dramas and things to fix, we need to understand that every single transformation in the world begins first and foremost with the transformation of you. I think so often we're tempted to look around at other parties, look around at the government, look around at that group of people over there, look around, maybe they will fix it. Hey, if, if people with enough money will do this, we'll be able to fix the problems of society. But I'm here to tell you today and remind you today that being a mature Christian is about understanding that first and foremost, I take responsibility for me. I'm going to become a person who is fully integrated. As I become a person who is spiritually fit, as I become a person who has authority over my own body, and I submit my life and my physicality to God as an act of worship, it's when those two things come together that the power of God will fill your life and you will begin to be an effective human being. And everywhere that you go, your workplace, your family, your school, your friendships, your relationships, you will be bringing not disintegration, not disconnection. You, you will be bringing wholeness. You will be bringing hope. You will be bringing salt and you will be bringing light. Why? Because you have figured out how to integrate the two things together. Which is why this month in the 5am club, we're not just putting an emphasis just on prayer, though prayer is awesome. Like prayer is communing with God. I mean, how cool is that? But we're also putting an emphasis on the physical things. Because isn't it funny how we like to redefine godliness to just not include all of the physical things? <laughs> but I believe today that Christians need to have a healthy uh, relationship with food, a healthy relationship with our own bodies. And, and look, let me just say that this is not about fitting into some sort of societal standard. It's not about ticking boxes and, 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 and trying to make ourselves almost like a self-worship or a self-obsession that we often see in our culture and in celebrity culture and all of the, those things and those ideas. But, but, but it is about life and it is about vitality and it is about health and it is about human flourishing that the people are supposed to look in and see in the Christian this integration of the spiritual and the physical that makes us come alive on the inside. And Jesus says, I've come to bring life and life to the full. Life that begins right now. It begins as we make a decision to create some discipline in our life. To follow Jesus, not just in the spiritual practices, but spiritual practices that actually join and connect with the everyday. You know, just as we come to the close of this message, you know, as we've opened this concept about the spiritual and the physical, you know, I realize as we travel into this new year, uh, you know, one of the things we really need to grasp is, is just how, how we can actually live this out. How we can actually live that sort of life because everybody listening right now is like, that sounds great. Like, I want to be that sort of person. I want to be this disciplined. Maybe you come into the new year. I know I do. I come into the new year of like, I want to be this like disciplined superhuman. <laughs> I want to get up at this time. I want to go for all these things that I put off and then I ignored and See, what's so interesting about being a follower of Jesus is everything begins with a change of identity. So this is the thing, is that we as human beings have tried to do it our own way. We've tried to do better. This is not a message or a series which is just like, hey, try harder, do more. This is not like a tick box exercise where we've just got to try and ascend, try and do, become a more disciplined person. This, this, this is actually a revelation that we actually have a savior called Jesus who has gone before us. 
See, the reason God himself came to the earth to pioneer a new way of living is because we couldn't do it on our own. Actually, the beginning of being able to, to, to live this sort of life is an acknowledgement. I have failed. I can't do this. I'm struggling to make it. No matter how hard I try, no matter what standards I set for myself, I still seem to fall beneath them. Isn't it funny how we, we or as human beings, whether we're followers of Jesus or not, we all seem to have a kind of idea of this is who I should be. I should live up to this standard. I should be this sort of person. And we don't really know why. Like, why is that? Why do we put that pressure on ourselves? Well, I believe it's because there's something in us that aches for something more than we are experiencing right now. There's something in us, almost like a memory, almost like, like, like a phantom pain of something that, that, that we have a sense. That I'm supposed to live at a higher level. And friend, I want to encourage you today because I believe that that is true. I believe you are destined to live at a higher plane. I believe that God is calling you to become uh, greater, to become bigger, to, to, to overcome the things in your past and overcome your weakness and your failure. But you know what, friend? It begins with an acknowledgement of the reality that Jesus, the perfect Son of God, has gone before us. See, when Jesus died on a cross, what happened is that we were also given access to, to share in his death and to therefore share in his resurrection. See, as I start this year, I'm not thinking about all the things I've got to do and how can I make it and how can I go ahead. I start this year with an acknowledgement and, and actually rest. So I actually understand that my starting point is in Christ. Friend, I want to speak that over you today. I don't know what you feel defined by right now. I don't know what memories, what baggage, what moments, what circumstances, what relationships you're traveling into this new year with that you feel some way define you. I want to speak over you right now. That the greatest thing that can define you is that you are in Christ, your identity in Christ. Everything that we do and everything that we begin to kind of put in order in our lives and grow and develop, all of those things flow from a reality of who you are in Jesus. And if you don't do that first, you're going to find that it's failure to failure, shame to guilt, trying to get ahead, trying to move forward. But you can actually stop right now and you can experience rest at the start of this year. Jesus says, says come to me and I will give you rest. If you're heavy burdened, if you're carrying things that are weighing you down, he says, come to me, take my yoke upon you. That's, that was like a farming analogy for, for what they would put on the oxen, the, a kind of piece of wood to direct them and to keep them in steps so they would not go too slow or too fast. They would go just in that perfect zone, that perfect rhythm of grace, moving and walking with Jesus. And I believe today that there are people watching and you've come into this year feeling a bit frantic. And I believe right now you can receive rest from God. You, you, you actually, the 5am club is not about hyping ourselves up. It's actually about just allowing who we are in Christ to flow into our reality. We, we work from a place of rest. We're not working to get rest. We're not trying to get God's approval. God has already approved you. God has sent his son to die on a cross for you because he loves you. He cares about you. And for every person who says, yes, I receive that today. I, I accept that today. You can receive Jesus into your life. And maybe let's do that right now. If there's someone watching right now, wherever you are, and you need to start this year with rest. Maybe you've slipped out of rhythm into trying to attain and trying to please God. I believe right now that the, the grace of God is present for you. So God, I pray right now for every person who feels like they've slipped out of rest.
slipped into a place of striving where they are trying to get ahead, that the pressure that they feel is, is heavy and is weighing them down. And I pray right now, God, that you lift every burden, every pressure that we have self-inflicted, uh, put on us by other people. God, we choose right now, God, to draw a line in the sand. God, in this, in this new year, we choose right now to let all of that go. And we receive instead everything that you did for us on the cross the blood of Jesus that was shed for us, the forgiveness of our sins, everything we've done wrong, all of our failure, we leave it behind and we choose right now, God, to rest in our identity in Christ. Amen. Hey, if, if that's you today and you made that decision for the first time to accept what Jesus has done for you, maybe you want to tell someone you came to church with or tell a friend and let them know so they can pray with you as well and just celebrate this, this brand new season. But I find continually like the work of a Christian is, is getting back to a place of rest because we do strive and we do put pressure on ourselves and we do uh, just uh, get a bit pent up and we begin to slip back into that old rhythm of I've got to do more, I've got to do better. But like I believe today as we find a place of rest, we're actually going to find that we will be able to work from that place. Everything we do flows out of that grace and the goodness of God. You are loved today. And God is for you today. And this is going to be a great year. I want to speak that over your life. As we make the decision to start this year strong, putting an emphasis on spiritual fitness and physical fitness, reintegrating the two things together, coming into that, that perfect zone, I believe this is going to be a great uh, year for you. Hey, if you've not signed up already, please do head to c3reflect.church/5amclub. You can jump on board at any point and be a part of this great season. But let's do it from a place of rest. Let's not do it from a place of striving. Uh, let's let's have a great year and God bless you and we'll see you guys very soon thanks for listening today I hope this has been helpful and encouraging I'm also wondering if there's someone in your world who might benefit from hearing this message then please do share it with them help us get the word out there and of course you can connect with us on social media Instagram TikTok YouTube and so on just look for C3 Reflect for anything else go to our website c3reflect.church do hit subscribe rate and review thanks so much we appreciate you guys have a great day